0: right thanks a lot for stopping by lots of uh, talk now about mask mandates a new shot coming a, a new variant of covid we had to get with dr richard urso scientist physician globalcovidsummit.org dot is the website doc how are you good to see you again
1: yeah it's great to see you too yeah lots of talk about hard to believe it, but they're coming back
0: full force but You know, it is hard to believe in one instance if you're a logical, normal-thinking person. If you're somebody who thinks politically, not that hard to believe that here we are about a year away from another election and the election cycle is in full swing. Suddenly, there's a new variant on the way. Let's start there, Duck. What is this so-called new variant, and is it something we have to worry about?
1: We we really don't, Jill. I'll tell you why. We've got treatment that really works. There's no reason to fear this at all. Uh, the, the, drugs, the drug profiles we've used Uh, affect pretty much every uh, RNA virus, Uh, the hydroxychloroquine, the ivermectin, the steroids when it hits the inflammatory phase, all these things still work. Um, You know, it's not gonna be that hard. Um, We've had lots of variants come this way and it's getting easier and easier to treat.
0: You know, you brought up hydroxychloroquine, which got me suspended from Twitter back in the day for saying that it worked. And ivermectin, ivermectin is such an interesting medication to me. It's won an award. It obviously is FDA approved to be used on humans, not for COVID specifically, but it's an FDA approved drug. Yet they tried to make it a horse paste and everything else. Did you quietly see or did you see that quietly about a month ago or so? An FDA attorney said, of course, doctors can prescribe ivermectin. Did you see that? They didn't. Nobody reported it except for like me. But they really admitted that, of course, you can. And pharmacies
1: today, Doc, still
0: aren't filling the prescriptions. What do you they, think?
1: I've got to give you a funny story, Joe. The uh, I've been using ivermectin on the eye for over 20 years. Wow. Uh, I figured it out uh, with tissue culture work uh, back in the 90s that it had really good anti-inflammatory effects. Um, and it actually has anti-mite uh, anti, uh, uh, anti uh, uh, effects. So there's mites on the eye. So okay. The, we, we used it for uh, not only for the eye, but r- people with rosacea have been putting it on their face for about 15 years. So um, I basically came up with the usage of it for its work on the, on the eye, uh, but other people figured out that it worked for rosacea. So it's, it's got multiple uses on the body that have nothing to do with, with the horse paste.
0: When you think about a doctor like Sandy, uh, uh, this this guy, Sandra Gupta, I think his first name is Sandra, I'm not sure, but it's Dr. Gupta on CNN, saying it's a livestock medication, that it's a horse paste or a cow paste or whatever what what's what do you think's going on there that's got to be purposeful right he's not a dumb guy he's got to know that doctors like you use it effectively and you have
1: for 15 or 20 years what do you think's going on there i i used to think that joe i think really these guys are administrators and they haven't been in a clinic they haven't been in a lab i really think they're they're out of touch with reality um i think that's on it's a shame that they're marching these guys out there because they haven't seen patients they haven't been in a lab they're basically talking heads and unfortunately for them they're not doing the scientific research they're definitely uh when i when i look at this um i feel the worst about the scientists like gupta and fauci because they can do some homework and understand a lot of medical literature you really can't blame it uh the you know, you know people running for president if they don't know everything it's uh so i really blame them at the highest level and and, and he's basically a shill right at this point and he should know better but let's face it, Joe, I, I don't want to give him too much respect. He's not seeing patients. He's not in the lab. Right. Um, you know, he's not a true doc. He's not a true scientist.
0: So he's not somebody – he's commenting on something that he thinks he knows about, but he probably doesn't because he hasn't put it in action. It's Dr. Richard Urso. Uh, follow him on Twitter, U- uh, U-R-S-O. He's a great follow. Global uh, comet. Uh, let me say that again. GlobalCovidSummit.org is the website. Make sure you go there. Let me ask you about Fauci. Now that you mentioned his name, there's a, a now very notorious piece of video when he was on C-SPAN probably 20 years ago. Maybe it was the first SARS. Maybe it was the bird flu. Maybe it was something else. Whatever it was, somebody called into this show on C-SPAN and said, "My mother is like 70 or 80 years old. She's already had this whatever the ailment is. Uh, should she go and get vaccinated?" Fauci admits. This is Fauci versus Fauci. He admits, no, 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 that's the best sort of vaccine you can get is by having the disease. He says that, and then later, like a couple of years ago, a year ago, Ryan Paul asks him about that. He says, that's not really what I meant. I mean, Doc, he really did say the right thing back in the day, didn't he? If you get it, you're somebody who's got natural immunity, you're doing fine.
1: Absolutely, Joe. I mean, come on. This is that's just shameful that he actually, I didn't realize he actually Try to go back on his word there. He did. And I, I really kind of uh, joke around about Fauci all the time. I go, I, you know, I don't have time for Fauci. If you want to ask me about Fauci, maybe you can ask my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> but but the, he should be that insignificant.
0: Unfortunately, though, Doc, he's a guy who's making more money than anybody else in the government, even on retirement. It's
1: crazy. Well, we got to give him credit for that. He's he's, he's, he's marketed himself well. He's, he's merchandised himself well. He's done a good job. But he's not scientific at all. Uh, th- we've always known natural immunity is amazing because let's just take like even the spike, the engineered spike protein, which of course was, you know, have nine different things on it um, that, that have never been before seen on a coronavirus. When you have that, that's only a small, I think it's 12% of the genome. When you get exposed to the entire genome, you're going to have all these different epitopes and all these different uh, antibodies going to be created. They're going to make you so much more able to actually fight the true next mutant that comes along as opposed to the to the one little portion of the spike protein so natural immunity is always going to be the best we've never been able to outdo natural immunity with anything Uh, so once people have natural immunity you're immune to the disease now when i say that you might still get sick and mild illness from from some of these um, mutations because they might get around it to some extent but severe disease no it's not seen you were the first guy
0: when I interviewed you a couple of years ago, maybe even longer than that now, who told me that if you had the first SARS, you're immune to this one. Does that
1: still hold true? Correct. Uh, against severe di- disease. So, so the immunity, uh, it's T cell immunity. And so everyone's you know, kind of got caught up on talking about antibodies. But the T cells are basically the right-handed side, the more powerful side, the natural killer cells, the T cells, the cytotoxic T cells. These are the more powerful parts of the immune system. Um, and it's a real shame because, you know, the, the lipid nanoparticles destroying both the cytotoxic T cells and the, and the lipid nanoparticles. And, and it's a shame that they're trying to force more vaccines on people because that's damaging your natural immune system in a way that's irreparable.
0: And by the way, when we talk about the new vaccines, or they're not even vaccines, they're shots, but they've changed the, the definition of vaccine. Sure. Isn't that what's helping to cause the mutation? I mean, the disease has to change if you've got something that is even a little bit effective against it, and then it mutates so that whatever you're taking isn't effective anymore. Is, is that is that
1: correct, or am I making that up? So, a couple things about about mutations: where some of the drugs they're using, molnupiravir, is actually spawning mutations, and so is Paxlovid. That's been that's been proven uh, that they're both spawning mutations. But yes, the the vaccine is actually creating pressure. Uh, that actually results in, in, in the variants. The variants are being basically, um, you know, going around the world b- through pressure placed on the, on the virus by the actually vaccination program. So, um, and for, for, for those who don't know, when you get the third shot, you get an e- e- IgG4 class switch. So instead of neutralizing at all, um, you know, you end, up, you end up actually protecting the virus. You end up with uh, like a Trojan horse. You end up with these antibodies around this sup- suppressing the immune attack because the antibodies that you made from the vaccine are actually protecting the virus. It's an igg 4 class switch. This is a very, very disheartening thing. And that's why all the people that are vaccinated three, four, five are doing so much worse, and that's why you see the higher death rates. Um, they're 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 much more uh, sick from many things because this is a really bad strategy. It's not. It's you've got to understand. It's much more. Than just you know what people are know. It's the lipid nanoparticles killing the white blood cells. It's the IgG4 class switch. All of these things are creating an immune deficiency very much like the AIDS virus.
0: It's uh, Dr. Richard Urso. He's a scientist. He's a physician. The GlobalCovidSummit.org is the website. That's that's stunning information. We know that, that if you actually look at the numbers in CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, NBC, they're not really looking at the numbers, but we know that the higher death rate now is exactly what you said. It's from those who have taken several shots. Um, those who d- didn't get any shot like me, I had COVID once, took ivermectin, I was back on the air the next day. I sounded a little bit scratchy, but I was fine. And I'm 57 years old. I'm not a guy who's, you know, 25 years old. Um, we know that uh, as we get more of these shots, it is high- it's it's high- heightening the um, ability of the disease to either mutate or let- last longer. We'll get into long COVID in a second. But Biden just said three days ago, Doug, they're working on another vaccine. I want more money. I want billions of dollars to work on another vaccine. This one will work, he said.
1: Is there a reason to even consider a new shot coming to the market? No, because you're you're basically going down the road of what I just said. When you take these lipid nanoparticles, when these lipid nanoparticles go in your body, they're polyethylene glycol and other things like antifreeze. And the white blood cells get uh, engulfed in them to try. They're highly inflammatory. They engulf and they kill these white blood cells. That's a shame. We don't want that to happen. So, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is basically like it's very dangerous to go down the lipid nanoparticle platform. On top of that, as the shots and the messenger RNA get inside the body and start making, uh, re- uh, uh, start reproducing, the, the body starts to look at this as something to tolerate. It starts to look at it as something that um, maybe our cells. It gets confused. It's like it knows that it's our natural cells that are making it, and it gets confused. So it starts. It starts trying not to fight it so much. Wow. And it creates a a a class switch where basically you see from like um, bee venom and things like that when we try to create those 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 strategies when we're actually dealing with people that have uh, anaphylaxis. So it's complex, and the shots are hurting people.
0: It's Dr. Richard Urso. You heard it from the man himself. Is that the same thing as long COVID? Is that what long COVID means?
1: So, uh, you know, most long COVID, uh, Joe, is actually vaccine injury. Um, and what really, the, yeah, most long COVID is vaccine injury. We're seeing like people have had two, three, four shots, um, having that. But let me, let me, let me kind of um, maybe summarize it a little differently. Please. The the vaccine can go places and get places that the virus has a hard time getting to. The virus um, itself comes in through the lungs and has a hard time getting out of the lungs, getting into any other body part. That's That's been true of all respiratory viruses. Nobody says, hey, I had a respiratory virus and I got encephalitis. That doesn't happen. You know, that's okay. a rare thing. So it doesn't go to the brain. But the vaccine has access to... The brain, the bone marrow, the adrenals, the ovaries, the salivary glands, the liver, the spleen—it goes all over the body. The testes—you see a 35% reduction in sperm counts after one one shot, which some does somewhat recover. But it, what happens after five? You see massive amounts collecting in the ovaries, and you see that—that's something you wouldn't expect, you know, to see. You don't see that you know, the, the the virus doesn't go to the ovaries, and more importantly, most importantly, it because it can get through cell walls so easily this is what caused the myocarditis it gets through the endothelium makes it into its way into the muscle cell wall and actually gets itself into the um the 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 pericytes which are actually um uh, will stick with cd-147 receptors and actually start creating inflammation on the outside cell walls of 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 the uh, blood vessels in the heart and cause and end up causing myocarditis what ends up happening the virus has a hard time doing that and the, and the studies have shown that, studies out of Israel showed there was no uptick in myocarditis until the vaccination program rolled out. And so the patients, and I, I'm building, Joe, I didn't tell you this, but we're building, Joel Walskog, Kat Lindley, and I, <clears throat> we're building a big vaccine injury clinic in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I was going to go there next,
0: and, and, and I, I want you to get into that in earnest. I, I, I do. Um, and then if you don't mind, I'm going to let you continue, but I, I also want you, if you don't mind, to branch off and say exactly what will you do there if somebody had four shots and they're suffering from so-called long COVID or shot-related injury, what can your new facility that you're building do?
1: Well, Joe, what I'm finding is that, like, there's... I felt like early on last year we're probably helping only about 70% of the patients. Um, I feel like we're getting closer to 90% now where we're getting some reasonably good results. And there's, there's a host of medicines because the mechanisms are different. There's a vascular mechanism and there's an inflammatory, I'll keep it simple. There's a vascular mechanism and an inflammatory mechanism. And thirdly, like kind of a brain fog mechanism. So, and, and there's different drugs for all of them. Although some patients will respond um, to, you know, a lot of the same drugs um, because some of the drugs have multiple mechanisms themselves. But at the end of the day, we're trying to get the body um, rid of the inflammation and rid of the spike protein. And uh, it's difficult, um, but we are making good progress. And we're trying to work as a team because the federal government is not teaming up. And so we decided to start this program. um, And we hope, you know, people that are out there, you know, we're, we're going to go to our good friends, you know, Peter McCullough and, And, and other docs um, like R- Ryan Cole, uh, Kat Lindley, like I said, Joel Walskog, uh, Kirk Milhone. Uh, there's there's a host. I, honestly, I probably I, I shouldn't name them because there's a good 40 that'll that'll be helping, uh, and they're wonderful, and they've been all fighting through the whole pandemic. And uh, I almost apologize for mentioning names because everyone's going to be we're going to be working together to try to basically codify our processes and try to do a better job. Of course, we're going to make protocols, Joe, but we're not going to <laughs> we do our protocols all the time because kids okay. work all the time. When it comes along COVID, and you really got my brain
0: going here, we knew that the mRNA shots were going to go all over the body, the brain, the ovaries, the testes, everything that you said, the bones everywhere, and that's what people are, are dealing with right now. The question is, has to be this. The experts, Burks, Fauci, Adams, those who were advising Trump, those who are advising Biden, should they have known that this was going to introduce the spike protein everywhere when we knew that, that SARS-CoV-2 didn't?
1: So let me say this: I worked with lipid particles back about seventeen years ago, and I found that they were going to the bone marrow, wiping out the bone marrow uh, when I was using chemo uh, directed chemo and and so we abandoned the approach because it was highly inflammatory and it was going places we didn't expect it to go. We were trying to target the brain, and it's very hard. We could not get the, we could not do targeted therapy like we had hoped for. So I think on the oncology side, it was a hope for on um, uh, particles and targeted therapy, which didn't work out on on the inborn errors of metabolism people genetic uh disorder we this was a godsend everyone knew it was like hey guess what we don't have to try that hard we put a lipid nanoparticle around it goes all over the place and we don't have to distribute it distributes itself so So they had to know of course no it's not have to know it's the it's the technology it's it's like of course that's what it is like you know uh oil uh, oil floats on water i mean people know that you don't have to be much of a scientist to know oil floats on water we you don't have to be much of a scientist to know. After a very short period of time, lipoprotein particles distribute widely. Which, for inborn errors of metabolism, we need that protein everywhere. This was a great godsend. It didn't turn out to work well because of other issues. Yeah. But the the distribution pattern was well known for 20 plus years. So for COVID,
0: it makes no sense. For the other you know, the other applications, it might have. Correct. Wow. Dr. Richard Urso, I've got l- one last question, about 30 seconds, if you don't mind, Doc, and, and come back again very soon. Uh, there's a push for us to start masking again. I mean, you told me, Lopez has told me, McCollum alone, everybody's told me, Gold, that no, masks don't work because the particles are much smaller than the openings in the mesh. That's masks, true, right?
1: But masks work, Joe. <laughs> okay. <Masks> work. <laughs> help, help me understand masks. that. Masks work a lot like peeing in the pool and and your bathing suits on you know maybe slow it down a little tiny bit but no they don't they don't work and n95 and lower do not work and there's 14 studies now there are masks that work okay just so people know one's called r99 R, r100 that'd be very tightly fitting and there's something called pappers so we have this high level a- astronaut suits and r99 r100 last but n95 and all the normal masks everybody's been using have already been tested 14 trials zero randomized controlled trials showing their work no they don't work
0: dr richard urso go to the website uh, globalcovid doc thanks a million i appreciate you thank you thanks for no, having we're back after this stay right here this is the joe pag show We appreciate Dr. Urso coming on. Incredible information. Every single time we have him on and when we have Jesse on, when we have uh, McCullough on, we got we bring him on to give you the best information we possibly can. That's going to do it for now. That is Polo. That is Sam. That is Carrie. I'm Joe. We'll see you tomorrow night. Bye. Bye. This is The Joe Park Show.